It may be a Monday, but here on Sound Awake, we declare it Tandiswa Mazwai Appreciation Day. Jiggy Jella there by her on the show. Great stuff as always. There's a feature called Wellness Corner, which is for you. This time, we put the focus on food safety. Joining us on the line, Dr. Laura Quinn, Senior Scientist in Organic and Bioanalysis at the National Metrology Institute of South Africa. Dr. Laura Quinn, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Good morning on this Monday. <laughs> Good morning. That was quite a mouthful. And here we are <laughs> talking about food safety. That's right. We, we, we were very fortunate to host the African Food Safety Workshop last week in Kenton Park in collaboration with the International Atomic Energy Agency and the Food and Agricultural Organization of the United States. Uh, it sounds very high level, but can we just break it down to, you know, I, I would imagine the f- whole idea was to tackle challenges and bring about solutions to food safety. That's great. So one of the interesting developments of the African Union and uh, in the African continental free trade area is that we want all countries to be on the same page with food safety to ensure that food contaminants that are of concern like pesticides, that we now get used often in, in agriculture or veterinary drug residues are really handled in a good way. And, and we know when it comes to food safety uh, globally, this is a concern. The, uh, the World Health Organization is part of it. But more so in Africa, th- this has really put the spotlight uh, on Africa and Africans because, you know, it's, it's an exciting workshop to have and the importance of it can't be stressed enough. That's absolutely true. For Africa, agriculture is a major part of everyone's life. We all have to eat to survive. But also we export so much to international countries, it becomes of economic importance. So many people's livelihoods are dependent on those exports. Um, so it's crucial that we can meet safety standards so that we as human beings are, are healthy, but also those international regulations so we can actually get the products on the international market as well. Now, one of the Africa Food Safety Workshop uh, takeouts was that if food is not safe for other continents and it's not safe for Africa, can you deep dive into what that exactly means? Of course, it means we should really not only be looking at food safety because we want to export the product. It has to be everything to do with our own populations. You have to make sure the guy on the street has safe food to eat. Just because it's not, it mustn't be of a lower standard because it's consumed locally. It has to be of that same international standard of food. Safe from contaminants, safe from microbiological diseases. It, it, the crucialness of, of actually ensuring the quality is the same. And I think one of, one of the success stories out of this workshop was creating meat safety awareness. A lot of people are going meat-free Mondays, uh, vegan only because of the way meat uh, is, is now being you know, consumed. Consumers are aware uh, of, this, of this importance. Yes, definitely. It's a very hard topic at the moment. Um, food safety also includes meat. And, you know, we have a little bit of antibiotic residues in there and the environmental implications of large agricultural practices with meat consumption 
So yes, definitely one of the hot issues out there. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's going to be a hot issue for a very long time. And the nice thing is you being a scientist, being invited to a workshop like this was pivotal because science is perhaps the future of the way food is going to be created or grown. Definitely. I think one of the strongest messages was scientific scientific capacity building and making sure there is actually enough food scientists out there with the necessary knowledge and skills to actually continue this work and, and make sure that it moves forward with the best technologies that are coming into play and new best practices. And what has been some of the research that has come out by the, um, you know, the presenters at the workshop? There was quite a few. I think um, from my perspective, it was definitely on pesticide residues, the importance of good agricultural practices and integrated pest management that can actually lead to less pesticides being used and um, it being easier for us to actually maintain safe levels for consumption and export. Also, the One House Initiative, where we actually look at this as a holistic approach between human, environmental and animal health, mm. that it can't be seen individually, but it's, it's definitely an integrated approach that needs to be taken for food safety. And we touched on meat earlier. I completely forgot about chicken. Chicken is also another hot potato uh, because of, you know, the effects of different, uh, you know, contaminations that could happen with broiler chicken. Are there like solutions? Uh, we've heard a lot about chicken and the way, you know, they're being, well, I wouldn't say harvested, uh, you know, in these very unhygienic situations. More people are going for organic chicken. What is being put in place to tend to tackle the solutions to the cha- challenges faced by, you know, the, the chicken suppliers? I think the emphasis is always on good agricultural practice, that there are certain sanitary standards that need to be met when the chickens are actually being grown, but also when they're harvested and how they're transported for the different food production facilities, and that, that these standards have to be maintained from as we say, farm to fork. There's no mm. single section that can be dropped there. It has to be equally sanitary and safe. <laughs> <laughs> and another important one is climate change. That's definitely putting safe food safety at risk. It is. It is so important. Again, climate change changes the pests that the farmers are faced with. It changes bacterial growth because it, it, the temperatures change and the rain rain seasons change. So it kind of influences that entire sector of agriculture and its importance cannot be overstated. It's something we have to consider and see what changes will have to be implemented. We kind of have to have a plan for that in Mm. in the wings. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And you know, speaking of standards, I I remember growing up seeing the SABS standard approved, you know, stamp on things. Uh, I would I would imagine it's it's difficult to have standards in in food without some organisation putting their approval on it. How does it work? Yes, definitely. So for, for South Africa, we have the three TIs, the Technical Institutes under the DTI. We have the standard, the, the South African Standard of Zero Standards. We have us, the National Metrology Institute, and then we also have the NRC, and we work in collaboration together. With, of course, our accreditation body, SANA. Mm. And all four of these organizations, organizations kind of have to work together to ensure these standards are in place. 
and that we have good international equivalents. That, that for the MISA is specifically one of our roles. We want to make sure measurement performed in South Africa will give you the exact same result as that measurement performed anywhere else in the world. So there is a lot of huge safety inspection that is going on that we, the consumer, may not be aware of. Definitely. I mean, it's also a private-public partnership. A lot of the larger retailers have their own quality programs in place as well. So yes, there's a lot of food testing going around. Well, it's, going good to, on. <laughs> it's good to know, you know, that uh, we, uh, not so long ago there was a chocolate factory, was it in the, in the States, that had a case of salmonella that was detected. Yes, salmonella is quite a scary guy. It's all over. <laughs> it's what we call an environmental contaminant. So you can find it anywhere and everywhere. And a lot of factories and producers really have very tight controls on, on microbiology as a whole, mm. salmonella specifically. I think the listeriosis was there. The public really became aware of all these issues. And um, yes, really made that awareness. <laughs> Let's talk about the microbiology testing. How often does that happen and how does it happen? Well, it does depend on the food site and, and factory and what standards those factories have in control. But most of these have quality assessments per batch. So if you create a large batch of a food type, it will be tested and screened for these things. Mm. Um, microbiology is incredibly complicated just because of the wealth of microbes out there that, that are of pathological importance, as we say, so that can make a person sick. But there's a lot of microbiology testing. In Africa, it's maybe the the aspect of food safety that's tested the most. I, I could imagine. I mean, you being a scientist, this is front and center for you. And w- what do you test for? Is it apart from um, salmonella or E. coli? Yes, there's a whole host of, of ones that are tested for. It has a bit of product specific. So, for example, you will always test for listeriosis in meat products, salmonella as well. You'd also test for waterborne pathogens in our drinking water, make sure there's no um, coliforms and things like that in there. So there's, there's quite a list. It's hard to ID one, but the, the most important ones are the ones that will make you really sick really fast, and they are the diuretics, the ones that cause diarrhea in, in our food and water. Dr. Laura Quinn, I'm so glad we have an expert to share insights into, you know, food safety. And just for um, for us who are having, you know, now that COVID-19 restrictions have been relaxed, we're having lots of family gatherings. What advice would you give for, you know, the next family picnic or cookout or whatever mm-hmm. it is in terms of food safety for us? I think the most important thing from the more practical point of view is, you know, don't leave your meat out in the sun or your chicken. (laughs) Keep that nicely in your fridge. And, you know, still wash your hands, maintain that basic sanitation. That that doesn't stop because COVID should should be part of our daily lives and and really apply. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much for getting up this early for us and advising us on food safety and more. We look forward to, you know, chatting with you as well further down the line. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Have a lovely week, everybody. Yeah, have a great week as well. Dr. Laura Quinn, Senior Scientist in Organic and Bioanalysis at the National Metrology Institute of South Africa.